that there is a much easier way to describe myself, which is not the way I perceive myself, but the way that I am defined, legally defined by the state, which is that I'm a privileged Israeli Jew. And that comes at the expense of the others, especially if they are the indigenous people of that land. Ronnie, thank you very much for joining us for Conversations with Dissidents. You can start with a little introduction about yourself and how you ended up becoming a dissident. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, so, yeah, you know, whenever I have to, to identify myself, whenever I give a talk or whatever, then usually I would say something like, uh, I am a conscientious, conscientious objector and an activist, um, uh, with the BDS struggle, an anti-apartheid activist, and so on. But there is a much easier way to describe myself, which is not the way I perceive myself, but the way that I am defined, legally defined by the state, which is that I'm a privileged Israeli Jew. Not because I consider myself an Israeli or Jewish. I couldn't care less about either. But this is my legal definition, my legal status under uh, in the Zionist race state. The whole point of that Zionist race state is to give privileges to people of my racial ethnic background. And this is codified in the law. This is why this is my status as a privileged Israeli Jew. This is the legal definition. Uh, and that comes at the expense of the others, especially if they are the indigenous people of that land. So understanding it in that context, um, living or coming from uh, the Zionist race state, which is inherently and fundamentally about that, about separating between the superhumans and the subhumans and giving privileges to one at the expense of the others, um, then the question is, where do I stand in all of this? Like, think about white people in South African apartheid at the time, white folks uh, during slavery in the US, and so on. You know, where do you stand about all of these things? And, and, the, and it's very, yeah, I mean, I think that my stance is very clear. I am absolutely an Israeli dissident. I am opposed to everything that the Zionist race state stands for, every single thing that it stands for. And I'm actively working to abolish that horrible barbaric system of oppression in order to bring about a better future for all the sons and daughters of that land, all 20, 21 million people who are sons and daughters of the land only roughly 7 million of which are among the privileged group, and another two-thirds are the underprivileged, the, those who have been terrorized and subjugated, and half of which are not even allowed to live on their land. They're in forced exile. Now, Roni, um, you just mentioned a, an important point, 2021 20, million. I've seen before your uh, your data sheet that you uh, divided mm -hmm. up. Um, I could put that on the screen in the video. Could you uh, run through that real quick? Yeah. So people who consume uh, mainstream media and even most of the so-called progressive media, uh, when they hear about Israel-Palestine, they would hear pretty much everything that they will hear are forms of Zionist propaganda. Starting it off with the claim that there is a conflict, you know, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. There is no conflict. There is a system of oppression. 
and it was built that way. There is, it's not the conflict assumes that you have two roughly equal parties, and if they will only sit down and negotiate and make some concessions, then they may arrive at um, some sort of a resolution to the conflict. But slavery and apartheid in uh, South Africa and, and all kinds of other uh, forms of subjugation, systems of subjugation, uh, in order to overcome that, you simply have to abolish that system. Hmm. So, so this is what how the Zionist race state was founded. It was founded uh, by people who were mostly newcomers to that land, who were certainly not the majority. They were only about 30% of the population. And they needed to create, according to them, what they call a Jewish and democratic state. Israel is not Jewish and democratic. It is Zionist and apartheid. Jewish and democratic is euphemism. It is in vehemently anti-Jewish and anti-democratic in every step. But in order to create this so-called Jewish and democratic state, they needed to create, first of all, a majority of their people. So the very first thing that happened was to ethnically cleanse the people of Palestine from their land. And the very next thing that needed to happen was to establish a whole system that will make sure that those who have been expelled will never be allowed to come back. And those who remain, because not everyone, they didn't manage to expel everyone. Uh, those who remained on their land will never ever be allowed equal standing. That's how it was founded. This is how it was codified into law. This is why all these demonstrations that are taking place now in Palestine, also known as Israel, uh, by these so-called leftists in Israel, uh, they are absolutely irrelevant uh, because they think that they are struggling for democracy, but actually they are struggling to preserve that race state uh, in its pseudo-democratic form. So ethnic cleansing, uh, denying the right of return, denying equality, and then 19 years later also came a, a military occupation of the West Bank in Gaza. So why did I go into this history? Because to tell you that that type of thinking basically created all these different forms of oppression against Palestinians. Half of the Palestinians are still in forced exile seven decades later for one and only one reason, for the crime of having the wrong ethnicity, because they do not have the correct ethnic racial characteristics that makes them among the privileged group. And for that and only that reason, they are denied the right to come back home. There are seven to eight million people, according to the recent uh, Badil uh, report. Then you have another roughly seven million Palestinians who are subjugated or oppressed in the territory of, Pal of Palestine between the river and the sea, either under harsh military occupation and more than that in the concentration camp called Gaza, or uh, in, uh, in the West Bank under a harsh military occupation where, as we can see in the news recently, uh, the brown shirts, the Zionists are just rampaging and then murdering people and whatever, and they're doing that now with the help and with the support of the government and the military and so on. And finally, you also have um, 20% of the citizenship inside what's called Israel proper, or what we call Palestine 48, 
which are subjugated second-class citizens, and by law, they can never be equal citizens. Actually, by law, they are denied the possibility to even try to transform that place into a democracy. Okay. If you want to what have a, a party that that promotes democracy, that party will be even denied from running for elections. And how how is that? Is it because of the clause of agreeing with a with the premise of Israel being a Jewish state? Exactly. Exactly. There is a um, basic law, the Knesset, Article Seven A says that um, if uh, a, part, a political party or even an individual running for elections, I mean, part of it. So either the party platform or the individual, if they negate Israel as a quote-unquote Jewish and democratic state, which is, as I said, a euphemism for Zionist and apartheid, uh, if they negate that, they cannot even run for elections. And it's not even in the party platform. Uh, the <clears throat> amendment to the law says that even if they simply post on Facebook, you know, a post that is negating Israel as a quote-unquote Jewish and democratic state, they will be denied running for elections. So that tells you that those who are acting, there are Palestinian members of Knesset in the parliament, in the Israeli parliament, but they are at best fig leaves for Israeli apartheid. This is the best case scenario. Most of them are far more opportunistic and sinister than that, mm. and certainly not allies in any way. But even those who are well-meaning are at best acting as fig leaves to, to legitimize by their very presence there that horrible and wholly illegitimate system of uh, racial supremacy and oppression. Now, Roni, you're in the UK now and you're under house yeah. arrest, is that correct? Can you explain yes. why? Yeah, so um, I took part with the uh, Palestine Action, which is uh, an activist group in the UK uh, that seeks to um, drive away Elbit Systems from the UK. Uh, Elbit Systems is Israel's uh, largest arms manufacturer. They manufacture everything from uh, rifles to white phosphorus and cluster munitions, which are uh, have, have been illegally used against civilian populations uh, by Israel in uh, Gaza and in uh, Lebanon. Um, they also manufacture their uh, uh, their growing businesses, uh, manufacturing killer drones. I know personally people who have been bombed by these drones in Gaza. Some survived, some didn't. Uh, and and this group, Palestine Action, has took upon itself to drive away uh, Elbit Systems from the UK because Elbit has used to have ten sites operating here in the UK. Um, and due to sustained direct actions uh, by this group uh, of activists across the UK, uh, over two years of direct uh, actions, uh, two of these sites have been permanently shut down. Um, so myself and others uh, took part in a demonstration, um, in an action, direct action, uh, last uh, Nakba day. And, um, we are now facing trial, and the trial is uh, just around the corner. It'll be on 17th of April in Bristol. Everyone is welcome to join us. Uh, and I hope it will be a very interesting trial. We will be speaking about what Elbit is up to, uh, and uh, the no less than crimes against humanity that it is uh, responsible for. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm currently awaiting trial uh, and under house arrest in the UK. I'm not a UK citizen. Sorry, and you're not a UK citizen? I'm not a UK citizen, but I'm held here. Uh, How uh, long have you trial. been held here? Uh, since Nakbaday, so it's almost, it'll be almost a year by the time of the trial. Uh, myself and another Israeli dissident uh, were part of that uh, specific uh, group that took action. So all in all, there will be nine defendants in that trial, two of which are Israeli dissidents. Okay, and is it, uh, do I understand correctly that uh, Roger Waters has offered to match any donations to your legal fees? Yes, so one thing uh that i also had to endure is that actually i was denied uh, legal aid hmm. um so so basically i have to fundraise uh, i had to resort to fundraising uh, quite a lot of money for my legal defense uh and roger waters uh, has um uh, very kindly offered to match uh, up to 20000 uh, from his own money, so I'm still I'm, I'm I need to fundraise quite a lot of money. So, what do you say to uh, folks who say that LB also manufactures defensive military equipment, like that new drone that has lasers that could potentially replace the Iron Dome? Elbit is working in tandem with the Israeli military and the security apparatus of the state uh, to the extent uh, that they have introduced a premature drone a killer drone in gaza mm. and have made it have mature basically uh, made it market uh, ready literally uh, at the expense of palestinian lives uh, they have introduced this premature drone during the massacre of Gaza in 2014, 51 days of massacre where 551 children have been murdered, 89 families have been obliterated, erased off the face of the earth. And much of this was done with this new uh, killer drone by Elbit. Elbit didn't only work in tandem with the military with the air force and so on in order to improve that premature drone that was not yet market ready uh, and afterwards they are making their business uh, by using this what they call battle tested mm. um, tools but actually they have been flying they have been operating the drones taking every every sortie was handled by elbit staff every takeoff and every landing by elbit when 551 children have been murdered okay this is the extent and more of what yeah. elbit is responsible for so saying that they are doing something anything that is uh maybe called defensive is uh frankly outrageous what is uh your ultimate goal as an activist, as someone who started Boycott from Within, if you'd like to also explain a little bit about that and your work with Palestinian Action. The idea is that the Zionist state uh, is based on racial supremacy or white supremacy, if you will. Uh, and as I mentioned before, the only way to overcome a system of 
racial supremacy is to abolish that system. So the goal is to bring about a future where all 20, 21 million people, sons and daughters of the land, have uh, full rights, especially those who are currently denied the right to even live on their land. Seven million, seven, eight million Palestinians who are in forced exile for the past seven decades. They are the first and most important part of the story. If we're not talking about the refugees and the diaspora in forced exile, we're not even talking about the Israeli-Palestinian issue at all. Okay, it started off with the ethnic cleansing, and that ethnic cleansing has to be maintained over the course of the past seven decades. Uh, and this is done also uh, via uh, LB technology. You know that more recently there were uh, demonstrations, the March of Return, of mm. Palestinians uh, demanding the right to return home, and they were demonstrating uh, non-violently, uh, walking to the fence of that concentration camp, and they were shot at. Some, some of them have been shot at, at point blank, by the way. Uh, by uh, And then most of them just shot by snipers, including people, uh, including journalists and medics and so on, and children. Now, some poor Palestinian organizations have portrayed at the time the Gaza March of Return as a march against the occupation or the siege, the criminal barbaric siege of Gaza. It was not. It's also against the siege. But the whole point of the March of Return is about the right to return home. So more than 70% of all Palestinians in Gaza are refugees. And many of them can pretty much see their homes on the other side of the fence. But they cannot. There's no coming in and out of Gaza unless you have uh, special permissions. So this is the situation, and this is what needs to be overcome. It's not just about tweaking it. It's not just about um, having a better uh, representative in parliament. The parliament is, uh, the Israeli parliament is built in order to maintain racial supremacy. The Israeli courts, the Supreme Court, there is one and only one mission of, for the Israeli Supreme Court, and that is to maintain apartheid. To, to to enforce and perpetuate apartheid. That is the, the, that is the only mission. And, and and anyone who thinks, you know, if you read some newspaper or if you um, even if you uh, come across some uh, self-proclaimed progressive outlets mm. who speak about uh, the decline of Israeli democracy or uh, Israel being a flawed democracy or those quote unquote leftists in Israel fighting for democracy. No, there is no, no iota of democracy. It is purely a race state and it was built that way. The fact is that the Zionist race state, which was built as an apartheid state just at the same time as South African apartheid, both in 1948. But the case of apartheid in South Africa was quite literally a case of black and white. It was very also clearly racist and supremacist. The Zionist form of apartheid is a much more sophisticated one in which it has built a very uh, um, solid framework for apartheid. But on top of that, there's a skin deep layer of supposed uh, uh, liberal democratic practice for the citizens of that state. And, and you only have to crack through that very thin layer in order to see what this is really all about. So if people are 
only concerned about the nice wrapping, you know, the way that liberal Zionism tries to sugarcoat everything. If they're only concerned about that, then they would think one thing about the situation. If they manage to crack through that thin layer of lies, which is pretty much everything that was ever published on Halleck's newspaper, is that, is this layer of lies. If you crack through that, then you will understand what this is all about. And what we see today with this new emerging government, which is uh, clearly and explicitly ra racist and fascist and so on, this is as, as horrible as it is for Palestinians. This is actually also the era of clarity where finally we managed to crack through that uh, layer of lies. Unfortunately, no thanks to um, certain media organizations, but actually thanks to these explicit fascists who don't play, who don't pretend mm. to come across yeah. as liberals. Yeah. But they are exposing the true face of Israel. And this is what we have to understand. It's not only happening in the West Bank. It's not only the settlers. The main settlers are the one in Tel Aviv and Yaffa and Haifa. They're the ones who are literally sitting on top of Palestinian villages and at their expense, not beside the Palestinian villages and oppressing them like in the West Bank, but literally on top of, at the expense of. And the way forward is simple. The, the, demand, the demand for full equality and return of the Palestinians to their homeland. And that is, that is what we are striving for. How do you deal with this even like, nomenclature problem how do you talk about that region do you, you call i call it palestine mm. if i speak to uh arab speakers i will call it tamani uh, warbain 48 mm. because this is palestine 48 uh i come uh, so anyone who is familiar with the lingo with the political discourse will know that 48 means i am in palestine in the in what is regarded as israel proper if i speak to other people i will say that I'm coming from Palestine, and sometimes I interchange Israel and Palestine, but uh, I will never, ever make a distinction as if there is an Israel that is separate from Palestine, as if these are two separate entities. In fact, one is built, literally built, on top of and at the expense of the other. And okay. it's like any other place that uh, has uh, several names, usually the name of the indigenous people who were living there, and then the names of the occupiers, colonizers, etc., settler colonizers in settler colonialism in the case of Palestine. Um, I don't mind using the term Israel, but I will only say Israel in the context of Israel-Palestine, which is one and the same. So let's just say back home. So, mm -hmm. so Ronnie, mm -hmm. um, what, what, what is one message you have for your friends and family back home from your house arrest in UK? I would really like them to ask questions. Starting off with, why did this guy, you know, bother to possibly risk his freedom uh, and so on and uh, end up under house arrest? I also uh, spent a month in prison on remand before being released uh, under house arrest. And I'm uh, proud of that. So I have no issue with that. So obviously, I'm paying a price that I would rather not pay, but um, I have no problem with that. Um, the question is, I, what I would like people back home to ask themselves is why would people do that? For mm -hmm. what purpose? And what is needed to be done in order to actually bring about uh, freedom, equality, equality and justice for all?
the only way forward, as far as I'm concerned, is to abolish that system of oppression. And the parliament is definitely a, a key element in that, along with many other elements. Actually, I hope, as far as I'm concerned, when we liberate Palestine, when Palestine becomes free, I hope that we will mark that day by the day that the uh, gates of Haaretz uh, newspaper, which is the leading tool of Zionist propaganda, the most effective tool of Zionist propaganda, when the offices of Haaretz will be shut down. I hope that that will be the day that we mark the liberation of Palestine. That will be the day when uh, that discourse of lies have been completely uh, abolished, removed, and um, from there on, we will have a basis of equality that we can build upon. Do you feel any positive sentiment towards the last nine, almost nine, ten weeks of protests taking place in Israel? I have only despise to those uh, quote-unquote leftists who are clenching on to their fascist Israeli flags and claim to uh, struggle for democracy. They are struggling in order to maintain, to perpetuate a race state, their beloved and cherished race state in the limited territory of Palestine 48, also known as Israel proper. They are far more dangerous than any Ben Gvir out there. They are demonstrating, by the way, when they demonstrate in Tel Aviv, for example, they are demonstrating literally a minute walk away from the command and control center, the military command and control center, which is responsible for everything that I just mentioned about Gaza a moment ago. And the people who are the, the pilots and the people who take those decisions in these air-conditioned offices, they are the so-called leftists. They are the same ones who would go and demonstrate after they uh, after they serve in that terror facility in Hakiria, the, the command and control center, they would go and demonstrate for democracy. These are the very same people. Yeah, and I'll mention that I, I was just looking it up the other day. Um, I was interviewed on Vice News, uh, it was about 10 years ago, eight years ago, I think, uh, when there were the demonstrations uh, in Tel Aviv and elsewhere. Uh, again, it was supposedly this liberal group. You had 400,000 people out on the streets uh, demonstrating for quote unquote social justice. That was during the Arab Spring at the time. And I was very much against that. I did take part in certain actions and we helped to radicalize these actions. A, a group of 20, 30 activists, obviously staunch anti-Zionists, who participated in order to kind of bring about something else into the mix. But as a whole, I was very much against these demonstrations because when the slogan even is for the people demand social justice in Hebrew, when you say ha'am doresh tzadik chavati, ha'am, the people in Hebrew can only be interpreted as the Jewish people. So when you say ha'am, the people in Israel, it is an exclusive people. It's not everyone. It's not even all the citizens, let alone those who are under military occupation or enforced exile. When you say the people demand, it's only the privileged group. And this is the same, the same applies nowadays. When they say that they demand something, struggling for democracy or anything like that, they're struggling to preserve their racial supremacist state. They're struggling to preserve their privilege at the expense of 14 million Palestinians. Okay. Ronnie, last question. Do you think you'll be vindicated on the 17th 
with your fight against Elbit? I uh, don't consider myself guilty to begin with. So, uh, uh, you know, Elbit is guilty. Uh, uh, so I've already been vindicated. What the court will decide is not up to me and frankly, not really my concern. All right, Ronnie, thank you very much. This has been very insightful. I have a lot of stuff to work with. Same Just, here. Same here. Good luck on the 17th.